The lesson from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Sometimes seeing isn't believing. We like to trust our eyes, but we can't always. Eyewitness reports are important in courtrooms, but sometimes our memory is faulty. Seeing isn't believing when a magician seems to pull a rabbit out of a hat or seems to make something disappear before our very eyes. Very often we should trust our eyes and we should believe what we see. But even if we even if we haven't seen something, but know someone who has seen it, we should trust them as eyewitnesses most often. Like the disciples who saw Jesus in the flesh. Like the more than 500 people who saw Jesus after he had risen from the dead. In this text, describing Jesus ascending into heaven, there's an emphasis on what the disciples saw. Luke uses many different words and expressions regarding the sense of sight and seeing. He says, while they watched, a cloud received him out of their sight, literally from their eyes. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them. The disciples were gazing up into heaven, it says. As we live in the world today, we can see events unfold before our very eyes with our devices. Years ago, we could get newspaper or television reports of the big events on the day or the next day, but not everything was as instantaneous as now with phones and internet. Today, we can see horrors unfold in real time. We have no time to process what's happening. We may become numb. We may become indifferent we may develop trauma and fear. When Jesus tells us to watch for his return, he gives us signs that are all around us. These signs remind us frequently that Jesus will come again to judge the living and the dead. The signs are clear. Wars and rumors of wars. Certainly that's happening. The sun and moon are darkened as they are in eclipses. The stars shall fall as in meteor showers. People shall turn from natural to unnatural things. They shall worship the creature rather than the creator. Certainly describes our world today. These, happen, these things happen so that we are reminded each and every day to be prepared for Jesus' return. He shall return visibly, just as the disciples saw him taken up into heaven. That's what the angels say. This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner in the very same way as you saw him go into heaven. 
When Jesus rose from the dead, his followers could recognize him. He still bore the battle scars in his nail-pierced hands and his wounded side. The book of Revelation even describes Jesus in heaven as clothed with a robe dipped in blood and as a lamb as though it had been slain. Jesus suffered. Jesus was slain. He died in our place to pay for our sins, to reconcile us to God the Father. We know Jesus to be that lamb that was led to the slaughter, that lamb of God, because Isaiah describes him as the lamb that was silent before its shearers. And John the Baptist pointed to Jesus and said, Behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. There in heaven, we will see Jesus face to face. Sometimes here we wish we could see Jesus in person. But we do see Jesus. We do hear Jesus when we hear his word and receive his sacraments. It's really Jesus who through the pastor says, this is my body, Jesus' body. This is my blood given and shed for you for the remission of sins. Jesus says that. It's Jesus' voice in the absolution in the sermon when we hear those words, I forgive you all your sins. It's Jesus speaking to us. And we see Jesus in the consecrated bread and wine of the Holy Supper and in the water poured on the child's head to wash away all sins. And yet here we must wait to see Jesus with our physical eyes. Here we must hope, like children waiting for Christmas or their upcoming birthday. Here we must wait through the winter of this cold world for the warm sunshine and springtime of heaven. But as we wait, Jesus tells us where to look. Another big emphasis in this text is the direction where the disciples are looking. They are looking steadfastly toward heaven, gazing up into heaven. Jesus was taken up from their sight, taken up into heaven. And the angels will promise, and the angels promise, he will come again in the very same way as you saw him go into heaven. When Jesus talks about the signs of the end of the world, he gives us encouragement and hope, even joy at the thought of entering heaven. St. Luke records Jesus' powerful and serious words. There will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. One of our hymns says, Oh, that we were there, if only we were in heaven. Oh, that we were there. With joyful anticipation, we look forward to that last and final day. Yes, it's judgment day, but it is also the day of our redemption, the day we enter heaven. Look forward to that day with joyful anticipation, like a child waiting for Christmas, knowing that Christmas is coming. The joy of heaven is worth the wait. And there we shall see God face to face and there 
seeing is believing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen. Let us rise and pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, make us watchful and heedful in awaiting the coming of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, that when he shall stand at the door and knock, he may find us not sleeping in carelessness and sin, but awake and rejoicing in his appearance. Through the same, your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.
The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.